Hello and welcome to the show. I am just so excited. We have another just tremendous show for you today. And you know what? I'm starting off with one of my favorite Republicans. Not, you know, you all know I'm joking, right? We're gonna start off with this governor in the great state of Florida where the sun is no longer shining because he is governor. Now, the media has been perplexed by pronouncing the name DeSantis. And now apparently Ron DeSantis is sick of it too. Take a look and a listen. I've got a long last name, a European name, Steinhauser. There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation. And I'm just wondering to correct the record, what is it? Oh, it's ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name, winner. <laughs> he sounded just like a little kindergartner, didn't he? The way to pronounce his last name is winner. Now this is coming up because in the past, DeSantis or DeSantis has pronounced his name all kinds of different ways. And former President Donald J. Trump, no surprise there. He harped on the issue on multiple occasions. Take a look and a listen. Is Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Rob de Sanctimonious. Which is your favorite nickname that Trump's given you so far? Is it Ron, Ron de Sanctimonious or Meatball Ron? <laughs> well, I can't. I think uh, even he went off Meatball Ron. I, but. I can't. Uh, I don't know how to spell de Sanctimonious. I don't really know what it means, but I, you know, I kind of like it's long. It's got a lot of vowels. I mean, so we go with that. That's fine. You know, you can call me, you can call me whatever you want. I mean, just as long as you, you know, also call me a winner. In his dreams. Now, I got to tell you all, and I want the viewers, people who are watching live right now, because I know some of you, some of you going to catch this on VOD, video on demand. But for my folks that's rocking with me live, please weigh in on this hellacious scandal about how to pronounce this man's last name. Now, part of me says, who really cares? But since other media are bringing this up, I thought we would just go ahead and check this out. So the man says call himself a winner, but he is not winning right now, not at all. But I'm gonna turn to see what some of the viewers have to say. How you jumping in here like this? Christina Elisa Brown, it's coming, be patient. Now I wonder if you're talking about my fire extinguisher or me throwing the papers, I don't know. And Thomas Clifton, awesome people, Joni King, Good afternoon and happy Friday. <laughs> and Tiswana, Wana, I probably messed that name up. My apologies. Nina, I have missed watching. You are beautiful. Thank you, baby. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Speaking of names, because I'm talking about this DeSantis dude and his name. Now, it's it's kind of curious to me that he says call him winner, because he's not winning in the polling right now at all. Only in his dreams and in our nightmares would this man be winning. Now, Florida, I gotta remind you because every time I talk about this dude, I am perplexed at the fact that not only is it DeSantis or DeSantis, I don't know. But what I do know about this dude is that he is bad for Florida and he is bad for this country. Florida, please get your governor. Now you gotta help us in this country, not allow this man to become the next president of the United States of America. It will be an absolute disaster. But I know one thing, I'm partial to be sanctimonious. But I know also another union leader or a union leader gave him another name and that was the Satan. 
I kind of like that one too. But I'm gonna let you guys decide. So make sure you weigh in on this. Now I want you to take a look at or as if President Trump's insults were bad enough, DeSantis, the Satan, whatever you want to call him is now lashing out at the press. And I got a feeling why I know he's lashing out at the press, but I ain't gonna spoil it for you. Take a look. Governor, how come you're not taking questions from voters? Oh, no. It's coming up to me, talk to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? What? Are you blind? I'm not blind. Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. Oh, a little sensitive, isn't he? He a little sensitive to be a public servant and then ask the man, are you blind? Now that was that was cruel. I mean, what if the man really was blind? Ain't nothing wrong with that. He shouldn't even went there. He's a little sensitive for being a public servant. Reporters ask you a question, man, just answer the question with your little arrogant self. Maybe he's feeling the pressure because that call me winning is not really working because he is actually losing. As a matter of fact, he's getting trounced by former President Donald J. Trump. Now this took place after this dude found out that his poll numbers are declining. They are declining even after that stunt with Twitter spaces because that wasn't nothing but a stunt and it didn't go well for him at all. But I want you to take a look because we're gonna put this up, this poll right here. I'm gonna read some of it. I think he knows the new poll show no bump for DeSantis, 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 DeSanctimonious, DeSatan, whatever. From 2024 launch as Trump continues to climb. The question, who do registered Republicans want as their 2024 nominee? Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? If your state's 2024 Republican primary for president were held today, who would you vote for? And the percentage of registered voters who are Republican or independents or who lean Republican. And you all, those of you who are watching, you see it. 55% they want former President Donald J. Trump and only 31% would vote for DeSanctimonious himself. And if you're only listening, I just read that out to you. So I think this is why this dude has a problem is because he knows he's not winning. He is actually losing, loser, that's what he is, he's a loser. And because of his leadership in Florida, this great state of Florida is losing too. People moving out of that joint. You got activists, especially African American activists, standing up saying, "Oh no, brother, we're not gonna let you rewrite history on our watch." You got the NAACP making it plain, saying to black folk, "Don't visit Florida because it's not a welcoming place for you and other communities, particularly LGBTQ plus." Community, don't rock and roll in Florida because ain't no sunshine while that man is still the governor. And you know what? While we're talking about him still being the governor, let me just go ahead and remind folks that we had a Democratic candidate in Mayor Gillum who could have won the governorship had the Democrats in Florida and the national Democrats did their jobs. But thanks to their foolishness and mayhem, thanks to all that, this man is governor of Florida. Mayor. The mayor is in the house. How are you feeling about what is happening <laughs> with this dude? Oh, I'm 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 real good. Um, unfortunately, I am uh, the sad ass hell. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Listen, 
any anybody concerned with the census nuts um, is is probably a Trump voter, right? And what I mean by that is people are seeing a couple things. One, there's no there's no energy for Trump nationwide. There's just thirty percent of people who happen to be the most conservative Republicans in this country. Most of them are elected um, Republicans that that will do anything Trump says or are refuse to go against him. What we're gonna find out though is. Believe it or not, DeSantis is gonna gain in the polls the more he attacked back on Donald Trump. We saw him for the first time make comments against Donald Trump. And I think that 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 behavior will get him some some support. Not enough to defeat Trump or get rid of Trump. Trump is a Trump to Republicans is an idea bigger than himself. So DeSantis is not a an idea that's gonna compare to it. Furthermore, the guy is kind of weird. I mean, he spent the better part of last year fighting to lose 2,000 jobs for his state going against uh, Mickey Mouse, right? That's he's, he's cost a billion dollars worth of money that could be taxed in that state. Furthermore, he is, he, people, like you said, people are fle- fleeing from Florida, not just for this. Uh, more, more and more people are seeing the craziness that's happening there, i.e. black people being locked up because they're voting because they have felony convictions and then they thought they could vote because well, the law said they could. So I think I think if you notice when you see people, I've talked to brothers in Florida who are not excited about this governor for many reasons. What he is doing though is exciting, exciting a base of voters who might have been quiet and not even thinking about elections. But the fear of him being reelected or elected to another office is kind of scary for, for a lot of people. It is, Mayor, please, for God's sake. I mean, he should never have been governor. I mean, you talk about failing up. You know, some people are privileged in this world to fill up, and he's one of them. But for certain, we cannot allow this man to become president of the United States of America. We got some viewers who are weighing in. Neo Def 07 says Italian would be De Santis. Thank you for that, Neo Def 07. I am Sox says Dems spent all of their Florida money on Val Demons in a completely fruitless effort to oust. Rubio, all right now. And on YouTube Super Chat, uh, test Miwa. God, I hope I got that right. Oh, that's the same one. Nina, you are, I'm, I'm, I miss, I miss watching. You are beautiful. Ain't nothing wrong with me repeating that one. I love that one. <laughs> Sally T, I think this is pronounced Weiner. Go ahead on Sally T. <laughs> Make it plain, baby. This is how his voice sounds to me, regardless of his name. I too agree with you. He sounds like a damn toddler, but I, I don't want to insult toddlers like that. And the last one before we go to break is Crystal Braden, Ron Delusionist. <laughs> I love it. You guys are absolutely perfect. Thank you. We just wanted to start off today's show with just you know something a little funny and absolutely ridiculous that this man. Oh, I sigh deeply. Y'all know what happens when I sigh deeply. I don't want you to wrap your minds around this too much. We just got to make sure this man does not become president of the United States of America. The mayor, Mayor Robinson, and I will be right back after this, baby. And welcome back to the show. I think the viewer's choice, Mayor, is your name. I'm getting text messages from folks saying, <laughs> The sad ass wins over the sanctimony. <laughs> oh shoot, I love it. I don't know. You know, Donald J. Trump might be a little jealous of you, Mary. <laughs> you got him <laughs> on that one. Anyway, you all, this is ridiculous that you know this is what people are asking about. 
how to pronounce this man's last name. Ultimately, we making fun of this, but they should be asking him how is he gonna govern. But they already know, Mayor, how this fool gonna govern because he's already showing them how he's gonna govern by what he's doing in Florida. It would be deadly for this country. Oh, we moving on to our WTF neoliberals. We haven't done that in a little while. The Senate overturns President Biden's student loan plan. The Democratic controlled Senate underline it, bold it, underscore it. I want you to remember that. Yeah, I know sometimes it's hard to remember, but the Democrats are in control of the Senate and the presidency, just in case you forgot. I came by to remind you, just in case. And they voted to overturn the student loan debt plan laid out by Biden. And it has me asking WTF neoliberal. We will now kneel. Miss Cinema. Miss Cinema. No. I have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. The Senate voted to rescind President Biden's plan, canceling federal student loan debts for 43 million people. The vote was 52 to 46 as Democrats Joe Manchin and John Tester, plus independent Kirsten Cinema, joined Republicans in the majority. Senator Cinema is a bit more, as my maternal grandmother would say, a bit more an independent than the man in the moon or the woman in the moon, the person in the moon. She is a Republican. Those smug shots of them people, we are not surprised that they did it. Well, 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 they are in fact the usual suspects. Shadow President Joe Manchin and his shadow vice president, Christian Sinema. And here's more on the disastrous and cruel vote because they hurting people in this country. They know it, they don't give a damn. Here it is, the resolution would repeal the administration's program to cancel up to $10,000 in loans for borrowers whose income falls below certain levels and up to 20,000 for those who receive Pell Grant. The resolution would also end a pandemic era pause on loan payments and its interest accrual. Then Joe Manson had the audacity to fix his mouth and his pen to release this statement right here. Today, I voted to repeal the Biden administration's. I mean, you see how this dude is proud about catapulting people back into a problematic situation. I digress, let me just go on and read this dude's statement. Today, I voted to repeal the Biden administration's student loan cancellation proposal because we simply cannot afford to add another $400 billion to the national debt. But you can afford to vote for war. There are already more than 50 existing student loan repayment and forgiveness programs aimed at attracting individuals to vital service jobs, such as teachers, healthcare workers, and public servants. It really is something wrong with this man. Really, West Virginia, why? Why did y'all do this to us? And what would help reduce the debt is the hundreds of billions of dollars of every year that they give to the military industrial complex. You know what else would help the debt? Putting a tax on the ultra wealthy, that, that would help us. So Biden has promised to veto the resolution as he should. I mean, nothing magical about that. I'm glad that he's saying he's gonna veto it. Just a simple majority of senators were needed to pass the legislation and send it to Biden's desk. But the White House warned in a statement 
of administration policy last month that Biden would veto the resolution. Now the most important battle ahead lays lies within the Supreme Court who hasn't been acting very supreme as of late. More on that a little later. The biggest test for Biden is being reported by NBC News and I agree. The biggest test for Biden's student student loan relief plan, however, could still be ahead. The Supreme Court with its conservative majority is expected to rule on two cases on Biden's student debt relief plan this month. Mayor, I just don't understand how these people can call themselves public servants, but here here we are. Yeah, I think the you know this three this it's interesting that it was this three group of 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 of, of people. Interesting that we we already know who Cinema uh, and also Mansion are. They showed us many many times that they're only Democrats by name, and and now Tester, who is one one of the richest people in Washington D.C. Voting against the bill that will help some of the poorest Americans from what is being seen as a potential another 2017 crisis instead of being housing, it's people's student loan debt. It's that much debt for affecting so many people. On top of that, the audacity of Joe Manchin, who is literally trying to take hostage the debt ceiling deal by trying to push for a pipeline that runs from his state through Virginia, cutting down mountains, cutting through mountains, so that so that they can benefit. But I mean they, I mean him and the oil company. They're literally trying to make an exception for this one company out of all the companies in this country. This one company is the only company. I wonder why. I'll tell you why, because that that pipeline will determine how easy it will be for Joe Manchin to get reelected. And he knows without that pipeline, giving Republicans something to yell about or scream about, he has a low chance of being elected. And for me, I feel like a real Republican in that seat might do Democrats some good. Well, you know, they if they might get what they ask for, Mayor. And what I mean by that is that all along, this president has given Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, everything that he has wanted. This president, along with his neoliberal brunch bunch crew, continue to bend over backwards for for this this guy. And they come harder at progressives than they do somebody like Joe Manchin. And oh, by the way, Senator Joe Manchin has said, hey, I might run for president of the United States of America. And you know what, Mayor, that might be another reason why this president, as you're pointing out, is giving this to him to try to get to to try to bribe him in a way to not actually run for president of the United States of America. It is unbelievable that what they are doing in DC is disgusting, it is immoral, and the everyday American people are losing because we don't have we have very few real public servants in on the federal level right now. And it really is such a damn sin and a shame, shameful God. And some of these people be praying and up in church and just lying their behinds off is what they doing. That's what they doing. Anyway, at the end of the day, the president's student loan forgiveness, it doesn't go far enough. And had he fought all along, we probably would not be in this situation right now. I mean, I don't understand why he can't, you know, Lyndon Baines Johnson, for all of his faults, put the mayor back up. You know, he was governing at a time where the segregationist was right there side by side with him. I mean, like in full view, because we still got some of them folks that got carried that same spirit. But in full view, and this man 
in the 60s was able by carrot and stick to push the passage of the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. And you hear and you have President Joe Biden, who one of the things he ran on was I'm gonna be able to get the Republicans to, to, to govern anew, to do the right thing. And heretofore, he hasn't been able to do any of that. They're getting everything that they want, despite what people like Representative Hakeem Jeffrey is out there touting. Republicans are winning. Yeah, maybe not DeSantis, but the team, the team Republicans. That's it. They're definitely out negotiating, they're definitely outperforming Democrats. And we see this time after time, Democrats who continue to be the head of the party or the candidate for president, or in this case, the president, all become creatures of the party where they were willing to negotiate at levels that go further than what Republicans are. When Republicans are in control, they're clear about their platform, as evil, as disgusting as it is. We're gonna make Barack Obama one term president. On TV, they said it, worked their ass off to make it happen, right? They 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 wanted to make sure that we didn't get another Supreme Court justice. What they do, they didn't elect anybody for an entire, or approve anybody for an entire year. Democrats take control of three houses and sit quietly. And now Donald Trump won three justices. So his legacy, Donald Trump's legacy, Republican legacy, isn't just the presidency, they they sacrifice everything else to control the court, which is generations and generations worth of control. As we see Roe v. Wade be eliminated by this conservative court because Democrats have no backbone, because That's they it, have no man. spot. We haven't even expanded the court as if it's some kind of uh, radical idea, as if the court has always been nine justices. It hasn't. And Joe Biden, being a creature of the Senate, creature of the con- of Congress, is a do nothing president, and I don't care. Who's upside by that point? When you consider the fact of what's important, I'm not saying he's not delivered on some things. He's not delivered on what's necessary to stop these Republicans from preventing people from participating in democracy in a real way. That's right, and they and they eroding it all over the country in state legislatures and governors' mansions. Well, we could take that all the way back to when President Obama was in office, and you remember his words: "We got select in that 2010 midterm election." These Republicans went ham and they've been going ham ever since on the state level of government. So it is all of that, Mayor, and you're especially right about the courts, generational impact right there. And the fact that these people are not more outraged about the suffering and the conditions that everyday people have to live in and actually have leaders that come out and say, please accept better than bad. It's bad, but it could have been worse. I mean, what kind of way is that to lead? I don't need a leader to tell me to accept bad because worse is lurking. What the hell? I mean, that that is ridiculous. If you can only do bad because worse is lurking, go on and let somebody else run this joint. But you should not be running the joint because you telling the American people except bad. You know, to do the president even had the nerve to say, don't, you know, don't compare me, compare me to the alternative, not to the almighty, as if he is not powerful walking the face of this earth. Him and no other man or woman will be compared to Almighty, as far as I'm concerned. But that is not a vision to provide provision for the people. And man, I'm absolutely disgusted that. We continue to accept this mediocre leadership from him, the neoliberal Democrats. And that goes from these Republicans, these spiteful, ridiculous Republicans. But to your point, they are using power. We got, we know that this debt burden is gonna affect a lot of people. It especially impacts the African-American community disproportionately. This right here, these the activist groups have been letting us know time and time again, the activists and the groups who are really focused on this. And I wanna thank them, the report. 
Paying from the grave highlights the impact of systemic racism on wealth accumulation for families and unequal resource distribution among institutions. The research finds that student debt prevents many HBCU graduates from engaging in wealth building activities like purchasing a home or investing in retirement, which contributes to the black white wealth gap. Graduates of HBCUs have an average debt load of over $32,000 after graduation, 19% higher than peers at non HBCUs. And this is coming from the Center for Responsible Living. And this tweet right here sums it right up. The fact that Biden and the Democrats failed to cancel student loan debt and now will proceed to resume payment collection will almost surely lose the 2024 election for them. They better go on and wake up. The next one, it really seems like they wanna lose when they do it like this, when they do you know, stuff, excrement like this. This is real folks. This is real. All right, the mayor and I are going to this. The FDA is cracking down on cheaper ozemic copycats. While they may cause weight loss, they can carry serious risk. So let's just talk about these risks and why people, this, this drug is supposed to be used for diabetes, but now people are using this as a, as a weight loss aid, really. And it's not safe to do. We are warped, this is warped, but anyway, the FDA, is cautioning against the use of some versions of a popular weight loss medication often sold online, noting that patients have been reporting adverse side effects. You think the warning posted on the FDA website on May 30th states that some pharmacies have been using an unapproved version of the semaglutide, the active ingredient and brand name medications Ozeme pack used for diabetes treatment and weight loss management. This is coming from the insider. Now there's a whole social frenzy going on over this. The drug has gained fame in Hollywood with many celebrities. And you know folks follow celebrities and all of this social media and comparing yourself to somebody else online. It does not help. And it's rumored out there that celebrities are using this stuff. So we're gonna put up these. Uh, pictures right here with people using their celebrity, whether they're A-list, B-list, C-list, or D-list celebrity. We know that anybody can get on so- social media and propagate and push for some stuff. This is it, 20K grams down, all of this stuff, pushing this. So besides weight loss, this can cause side effects like nausea, diarrhea, constipation, and headaches. Read the fine print, it's not even supposed to be used for this. And cost and accessibility. A woman lost 176 pounds taking Ozempic competitor, Majorio. She's petrified of putting the weight back on when the price goes up to $1,000 a month. Lord have mercy on our souls. Many patients pay between $1,000 and $1,600 or $1,600 a month. To keep it off, she needs to keep taking the drug. In lies the problem, but the discount that made it available to her will soon expire, forcing her to face an out-of-pocket cost of more than a thousand dollars a month, or else try to maintain her weight without the medication. Now, how about that? Now, Mayor, I want you and we we got to get into this. First of all, this youth-obsessed 
thin obsessed culture. It is problematic. There was a point in time, like just in world history, that being more voluptuous was connected <laughs> with wealth. You know, it was, you know, my grandmother used to say, the only thing that like a bone is a dog. And 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 the dog buried the bone. Now that's what my maternal grandma said. <laughs> I'm bringing out the grandma sayings today. But on a more serious note, people taking drugs like this for reasons other than what the drug was recommended for in and of itself is problematic. But also the fact that you have celebrity types egging people on to take these drugs so that they can put, listen, the best and healthiest way to lose weight, and it's hard. I mean, I've been up and down, up and down like anybody else, is what you eat and exercise and meditation. And those kinds of things, because ultimately trying to keep it up through a bottle only spells doom. Your thoughts on this, Mayor? I I, um, I think you're absolutely right when you started out with this youth this youth obsessed uh, culture that we have. The vanity, the level of vanity in this story is unbelievable. Even the way that they wrote this story, making it as if this woman is a victim. Um, this where we should be worried that her her costs are going to go up a thousand dollars a bottle. No, our, we should be worried that Americans are willing to put their health, their real health, on the line to look a certain way, as if skinny means healthy. What's Come actually on. happening is we're learning that. You know, you could be extremely skinny and extremely unhealthy, right? This idea of not look this this simple idea of what health is in America that is that is connected to what YouTube or I should say Instagram and, and other and other social medias like TikTok, that what they think what their idea of beauty is may not be healthy. And I think this is a sad case where you think you are healthier because you are smaller because of a medicine that you have to keep taking that's meant to fix people with diabetes. I think we also should be investigating this drug company because while I have no evidence at all that they have anything to do with this, I don't put anything past Big Pharma and what they're willing to do to sell medicine. I don't. And a pharmacy, a pharmacy that is illegally selling or filling prescriptions shouldn't be a pharmacy anymore. They're drug dealers. They should be locked up. Period. That's it. They drug dealers and all of this online stuff. Now, this is the kind of stuff that the feds need to jump on right here. But I want to say to people, I understand weight crisis, we get it. People want to be fabulous, you want to feel fabulous, you want to look fabulous. You got to look your type of fabulous. And in order to, and, and not really get into comparing yourself to other people. And I know it is so hard because this social media, but you're going down a dead end. Anytime any of us start comparing ourselves to somebody else, you're going down a dead end. Now, if you want to be healthy, and take it, I'm talking to, I'm talking to you about what I know, not what I heard, because I'm just like anybody else. It really does come down to what you are eating and moving your body and meditating. And baby, if you can get a trainer, a trainer is worth more than that damn medicine you buying. Shout out to my trainer, Derek Dardell in the house. But but really, that's a better investment for long-term health. Because it's not just about how you look, it is also about how you feel. Working out, eating more vegetables more than anything else. I mean, taking a walk, meditating, that's that's the kind of stuff you need to be doing. And not buying this stuff that can cause health problems for you. You're messing it up. And I'm with the mayor, investigate these jokers. Where, where, is, where is the attorney general of the United States of America? We need him, we need the Justice Department to jump their behinds on in here and stop this foolishness and mayhem. All right, on to fast food working conditions. An RB manager found dead. In a freezer, y'all, couldn't escape due to a broken door. This is a claim in a lawsuit. Now, we just reading what the lawsuit claims. 
Newitt Lee died on May 11th at the age of 63. Lee beat her hands bloody, attempting to escape a walk-in freezer. She was found dead in May, according to a lawsuit filed in Texas against the fast food chain and franchise owner. We're gonna put up this picture right here. Now this is this is really, really a damn shame. The wrongful death suit filed by her four children who live in Texas, <clears throat> all of her children, seeks more than 1 million in damages from Arby's and franchise turbo restaurants as well they should. The eight page suit alleges both showed gross negligence by failing to fix a broken freezer door. According to an autopsy, Lee died of hypothermia. Now this is something that could have been avoided America, really? So you telling me you're too cheap to fix a freezer? This woman froze to death in a freezer. Oh yeah, suit a behinds. At the time of her death, the suit continues. The store's freezer door had been broken since August of 2022. And employees used a screwdriver to help open and close the door and used a box of oil to help keep the freezer door open. All ridiculous. Unsafe and unhealthy working conditions are not uncommon in the fast food industry. Mayor. I can't even believe, I mean, this sounds like something that would be in a movie, but not in real life. But here we are. Yeah, I mean, like someone should be investigated. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate it's happening anywhere. But the idea that in Texas means Texas means that this family won't get the complete justice that it deserves. The fact that they've been using a screwdriver and oil, and not just this this one employee, this manager, but also other employees, means that this this there should be some criminal like if this is the case, there should be some criminal investigation happening here because that is absolutely disgusting to me. And we also know that that restaurant probably employs some teenagers, which is extremely dangerous to those you know minors. And I and I cannot believe that you're willing to put profit before people's lives in this manner, she beat her hands bloody trying to get out of a refrigerator. Yeah, I mean, it really is unbelievable and you're absolutely right. We will definitely keep up with this lawsuit. I mean, all of this is in the lawsuit and if this is the case, I mean, this this person shouldn't be allowed to, to even own a businesses as far as I'm concerned at this juncture because you sacrifice somebody's life for a freezer. And and this is not an anomaly. I mean, unsafe and unhealthy working conditions are really not uncommon, unfortunately, in the fast food industry. The Burger King franchise owners were ordered to pay 2.2 million to 230 employees for unpaid wages and denying breaks in January of 2023. Workers told the Chronicle that they were denied breaks, worked into the the early morning without overtime pay and took on additional responsibilities that weren't part of their position. They also said that the owners kept branches understaffed as a labor cost saving measure while pressuring managers to meet sale goals. This is ridiculous. Again, we need the feds to come on up in here and use your power and make an example of these people. Because if they cannot treat their employees properly, then they don't need, maybe they ought not be in business. How about that? Oh, we on our way to Cuba, which the mayor was there recently. Now, Cuba, you know, the United States embargo against Cuba has literally killed people. Cuba had developed vaccines 
vaccine efficiencies, and I'm talking about efficiencies to deal with the, the variant, the earliest variant of the COVID-19 with the Omicron. But due to the United States embargo on Cuba, our country did not partner with them. And that and had we taken that important step, we might have been able to save 300,000 American lives. That's not even talking about the people in the world. Now, not only could Cuba's work that they did to find to, to deal with the Omicron virus, I mean the Omicron work could have helped millions of people all across the world. Cuba's biotechnology is strong and its prices were affordable so that countries could afford it. Those types of countries who do not have the economic means to deal with big pharma. This headline right here, opinion piece that was written in the Washington Post. Next pandemic, let Cuba vaccinate the world. Now, during the COVID-19 crisis, the United States had the opportunity to share its vaccine technology with the world. And its failure to do so prolonged the pandemic at home and abroad. You hear me underline and bolded, underscore, message in a bottle on a plane and a train. In June of 2022, a senior Biden administration official admitted that the Omicron variant, which has been responsible for more than 300,000 deaths in the United States and more than 1.5 million globally, might never have emerged if the world had been sufficiently vaccinated in 2021. Totally agree with these authors, Mayor. Let's bring the mayor in. They're hitting all the points. And I'm really proud that they wrote such an article, very pointed, and not being afraid to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yeah, let, let, listen, we can pretend in America all we want to about how bad it is to be in Cuba at this moment. What we do know since 1973, Cuba and all of its citizens have enjoyed universal health care, something this country can't do. We do know that the 20 plus percent of black people in Cuba aren't losing their arms and legs to diabetes. That's what we do know. We do know that Cuban doctors are the most percentage wise, they serve as the most most visited, I should say, doctors in Doctors Without Borders. Meaning Cuba gives more doctors per capita to Doctors Without Borders than anywhere else. We've not seen, and since, since this embargo, we've not seen any other benefits of Cuba's health crisis because America and its, and its embargo is served by not letting us know. But Cuba does a great job of allowing black, and black people from America and Jamaica to come get education there at a low cost because it costs so much to be educated and be a doctor in America. And those become some of the greatest doctors in this country. Cuba also is the country that developed cures for four cancers. Four types of cancers were cured by Cuban doctors. And we, we are playing politics, think, think this. Our problem with Cuba is because of Russia. They allow Russian missiles to be placed in their soil. We still do business with Russia. There's no embargo, there there's an embargo now because of the Ukraine. Consider that, why are we so upset with Cuba but not Russia? Got me thinking about racism all over again in a different geopolitical way. That's it, man, being a bully, and that's exactly what I was saying. Imagine living in a world where a geopolitical battle prevented world leaders from coming together to stop COVID. Imagine that, but we don't have to imagine it because it actually happened, actually happened, and and all for you know nonsense. Now, it, the authors of the of this piece they went a little further. I want to quickly go through this. They said what is less known is that Cuba had the same opportunity to help vaccinate the world. The story of how Cuba was systemically blocked in its quest to make its own highly effective vaccines while the available offers crucial lessons. In other words, the United States working against 
Cuba and trying to save other people. And you know, Mayor, I was just walking down the street just yesterday with a dear friend of mine, and we saw Doctors Without Borders out there on the streets trying to fundraise, you know, doing the great work that they absolutely do. And then the most recent chapter of this story began in the summer of 2021. The Delta variant was was ravaging India and making its way around the world. New vaccines offered hope, but the most under-resourced countries could not get them for love or money. That is it right there. While the United States and Europe donated doses, their efforts were hardly enough to solve the the global problem. So again, because you got a grudge against Cuba, you are gonna let millions of people die. That's exactly what happened. And then lastly, crucially, these governments could not persuade the companies they had financed to share the technologies that could have enabled other countries to make vaccines on their own. In this grim landscape, it is astonishing to learn that Cuba had made two effective coronavirus vaccines from scratch. And then they bowed to share it with the world. Put up this headline real quick, team. I know we gotta go to the next segment. Cuba pledges life-saving package of COVID-19 vaccine support to Global South at Progressive International Briefing. I'm gonna tell you something, it is immoral as hell. And y'all got, we gotta be educated about what's happening in the world and not always believe the hype. And even if two countries have a grudge against one another, when it comes to a worldwide global pandemic, you still gonna play games with people's lives? That is exactly what happened. And the United States of America was leading the band on this. It is, to quote the mayor, disgusting. Go ahead, mayor. Yeah, I just real quick, it's it's absolutely disgusting. Those are big numbers, 300,000 here and 1.5 million. It's un, it was unpatriotic for any president to to refuse Cubans help. It was it was it was unpatriotic when George Bush did it for the black people in 2015 after the flood when Cuba offered to send people over. It is just disgusting. Yeah, no, it is. It is, mayor. And I just I mean, just for the life of me, I just don't get it and and like I said, the willingness I mean, we're just gonna stay here. I mean, we got a few more minutes left in the show. I, they sacrificed lives over this. And it really does not make any sense. To me, I liken this also to how, we, how are we gonna deal as a world with the climate crisis too? Are you gonna hold grudges against? I mean, I can visualize. I mean, this is what happened. World leaders need to come together. They come together for fight, to make war. Why can't they come together to make peace, to give people peace, peace of mind, you know, peace of heart, peace of spirit, lifting people, come together in that way, and really dealing with the the first variant of the the Omicron would have been a way to do that. And I think the next, second thing that we must tackle as a world is the climate chaos. But they did not care. I mean, this callous indifference, and we know on the continent of Africa, the suffering was immense. Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm 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 sad and sitting here think about how how this country plays on on and their influence to stop. If I was India, we talking about what's illegal during war. We should be talking about what's illegal during calm times, peaceful times. Because yes. this idea that this many people are dead, this many families are affected by loss loss of loved ones because of geopolitical politics, 
Uh, it's scary and also uh, this does not ring true for a country that calls itself the greatest country in the world. I um, not just because of the loss of American lives, but what what it's doing, what it's doing to the businesses and the great minds in Cuba that had the sense to de- to develop these two vaccines from and scratch, not yeah. with free technology like these companies, like these companies. And we're willing, I mean, and Marin, we're willing to share it with the world. But that is our time today. So happy to have the mayor with me. You know, Fridays is our day. And we appreciate each and every one of you for spending your time with us today. Thank you for everybody that sent their comments saying we could not get to all of them. But you know, we love and appreciate you so very much. You know what we want you to do about this time. Always, always, always keep the faith. No matter what we face, change can come. We can make change happen. So keep the faith. But now you know what you got to do. You got to marry some fight with that faith. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.